Good morning, friends. It is Sunday, May 12th, which means it's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to you ladies. Whether you are a mom, you have a mom. Maybe you want to be a mom. Maybe you've been a mom. Maybe you are a mom. Maybe you're a spiritual mother. I know I've had many of those in my life. They've come and gone and, oh, they mean the world to me. Those ladies that poured hours into me. Hours. Oh. Yeah. My friend Ann Bowen. I'm just thinking of her right now. She was, oh my goodness. One of my spiritual mamas back in high school and she loved Loved, loved, loved all the young people that she got to mentor, especially the girls. Her heart was burdened that we would understand the joy of Christ. And uh, Carla Shelton, she's gone on to be with Jesus and sing in the heavenly choirs. But she used to sit beside me, or I guess I would sit beside her. She was very well planted in the choir, and I had the pleasure of laughing hysterically sometimes so hard it would be hard to get back to singing oh my goodness so wherever your mom is or your spiritual moms today I hope you uh, send them an encouraging word and I have a word for you all this morning and I hope that it is very encouraging I've been praying about it um it is very timely because it it all has come to me very quickly this morning, um, and I really know that it's a, it's a day to share it to, with you all. And um, so let me pray. Jesus, I thank you so much for the word that you've given me to share. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, Jesus, because they will have been from you. I pray that anyone listening to this that has doubts or concerns would be able to come to you, Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, that they would come to the Trinity, would lay themselves down at your feet and just ask you to show them the truth. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So when I think of Mother's Day, um, yesterday we were uh, doing some work around the house and a neighbor of mine had taken the boys to go and, and pick out a flower for me from her garden and it was so precious. And, and I could tell that maybe she had been talking to them about having a flower for me because um, later on in front of their dad, he had a little twinge of guilt for a second when they said, did we buy mommy flowers for tomorrow? <laughs> and he said, uh, no, wait, no. Uh, it was so funny because I sort of had to tell him, you know, it's okay. I got flowers. I have more than enough. Oh, it was funny when the boys put them on the spot. It's always fun. Um, but flowers. Mom, we love flowers, don't we? Ladies out there, like, there's something about flowers. And this morning I was just thinking and praying about, like, why do we love flowers? And for me, one of the reasons that I do is because, especially in a fruit tree or a fruit bush, they're the sign of fruits to come. First there's the bud, and then it starts to bloom, and there's a flower. And that flower produces fruit. 
and it's a sign. And as a mom, what I want to see in my kids is a sign for fruitfulness. I want to know that they're very well planted in the love of, of the Lord and very well planted in scripture and that their identity is solid in Christ and that they are going to produce good fruits. And we talk a lot about fruits in our family, about producing the fruits of the spirit. And when we know that we are not producing well, and especially I'm working with my young guy, Caleb, on this one. When we know we're not producing well, we, we ask Holy Spirit for his help. We uh, apologize and then we, we ask for help. So I've been asking for help on this podcast. What does the Lord want me to say? And this morning it was, oh my goodness. I woke up, I thought this is way too early. I'm going to try to lay back down and, and go to sleep. And I was laying there falling back to sleep and I had this dream and uh, it was very startling. Um, so in the dream, there was a pig and he was using his snout to sort of push and uproot people that had been planted in a bed. And they had a covering of grass that was um, really soggy and damp over them. And the pig was using his snout to roll each other, you know, to push one, to push the other, to push them up. And they were growing, you know, side by side with each other. And oh my goodness. So he was trying to separate and pull and push them and, and get them up. And I, I woke up and I just, it was yuck. Like I just felt so alarmed. And the, the Holy Spirit said to me, there are purposeful pigs pulling up people. And I was like, what, what? Like that was immediately the words that came into my mind. Purposeful pigs are pulling up people. And so I started praying about that. And what does that mean? And I came down um, stairs to my Bible and I, I started writing in my journal about the prayer. And the Lord said, don't let the pigs root around in your roots. Pigs are the unclean people. Okay. Pigs are the ones in scripture we see. They're unclean animals. They can be demon possessed even. Um, they have a herd mentality. You'll, you'll note in the story where Jesus cast the evil spirits into the swine, they all ran themselves off of a cliff into the water and died. So the, the pigs are not, they're not believers. Okay. The pigs are the ones that have a hard time understanding what we as Christians believe. It's all nonsense to them. They don't understand it. They're going to try to uproot it and to make sure that we're not strong and planted in Christ. So don't let the pigs uproot around your roots. Don't let them root around in your roots. Okay. So I asked the Lord for some scripture and what I got was to read Colossians. And so today, if you'll turn with me, we're going to read a section. It includes the end of chapter one and the beginning of chapter two, but it's all kind of set together under a subheading. Christ is supreme is the hub setting in mine. And it is chapter one, verse 15, starting there. 
And then we're going to go all the way to chapter 2, ending at verse 5. So I'm going to read these for us all this morning. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before God made anything at all and is supreme over all creation. Christ is the one through whom God created everything in heaven and earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Kings, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities. Everything has been created through him and for him. He existed before everything else began, and he holds all creation together. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. He is the first of all who will rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and by him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of his blood on the cross. This includes you, who were once so far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has brought you back as his friends. He has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. As a result, he has brought you into the very presence of God. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand in it firmly. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, have been appointed by God to proclaim it. I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am completing what remains of Christ's suffering for his body in the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his message in all its fullness to you Gentiles. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to his own people. For it has pleased God to tell his people that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. For this is the secret. Christ lives in you, and this is your assurance that you will share in his glory. So everywhere we go, we tell everyone about Christ. We warn them and teach them with all the wisdom God has given us, for we want to present them to God perfect or mature in their relationship to Christ. I work very hard at this as I depend on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I want you to know how much I've agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other friends who have never known, my, known me personally. My goal is that they will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have full confidence because they have complete understanding of God's secret plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so that no one will be able to deceive you with persuasive arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I'm very happy because you are living as you should and because of your strong faith in Christ. Wow. So as I was thinking on the vision I had, the dream this morning with the people laying in a bed, um, I'm reminded of the the thought that beds are where the sleepers go. So beds are for resting. And 
you'll hear in scripture over and over um, that there's a term sleepers, wake up sleepers. And sleepers are those believers that, um, and those people that just spiritually, they're asleep, they're dormant, they're not producing. And like a plant in a garden bed, if a sleeper doesn't produce, the Bible tells us that if we don't produce, we will get pulled up. And we will get taken out of the out of the ground. And we must produce. And we produce by staying connected and rooted. In, and, and you heard what Paul said. He said, so that no one's able to, to, see, to deceive you. No pig can come around with their persuasive arguments and start with their snout uprooting you. Because you're mature, Paul says. Okay? So you're going to be warned right now by me. And I hope that this teaches you something with God's wisdom, okay? Because I also want you to be presented to God perfect or mature in your relationship with Christ. I don't want anything to come and uproot you. Now we do speak of when there's a need to be woken, when we are sleepers, when we even... You know, you've you've fallen asleep spiritually before, I'm sure, where you're not producing anything and and you're not really sure what's going on. And, and you just, you start sort of walking through life almost like a zombie. You know, you're just, you're maybe so focused on the world and, and it's become corrupting to you. It's just kind of taken over. It's the weeds and, and, and you're not, you're not producing anymore. And so we as believers are told to arise, to wake up. But the world likes to use similar language and say, oh, they're woke. You know, they're, they're, they've woken up to the reality of the needs around them. They've woke up to um, the reality of our culture and the things that our culture would say are more important to focus on and to spend all of our energy on and to, to be aware of every single offense everyone ever has and to tend to all of those offenses and to perfect yourself so that you're no longer offending anybody that's being woke. But the Bible tells us something different. It tells us to wake up to Jesus it tells us to let the Holy Spirit open our hearts and our minds to the things above, not to these earthly things. Now, if you're being woke up to Jesus, you will not offend people in a way that is truly hurtful. You may offend some people because they don't like Jesus. But to be woke in the way that our world thinks it is, is when we are oftentimes being deceived by persuasive arguments and we get confused and the everything gets muddy and muddled and it's just not, we're not producing, we're not growing, we're stuck, we're stagnant, we're stymie. And we need the Holy Spirit to come in and renew us, to remind us of the good news of Jesus and just have his blood wash over us. 
Let that be what nourishes us and gives us the nourishment to grow. Okay. Not what we would want to put down, not what we think is going to make us grow. Because, I mean, honestly, I'm a gardener and what I put down to make plants grow is it's fertilizer. Okay. And it's gross. And in my dream, what was laying on top of the people was a bed of grass that was wet. And I don't know if you've ever smelled grass, dead grass that sits and wet. It's nasty. Okay, that's, that's not healthy. The blood of Christ washed over you is the nutrients you need spiritually to grow. Paul says that uh, we were enemies separated from him by our own evil thoughts and actions. Verse 22, yet now he has brought you back as his friends. He has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. Amen. As a result, he has brought you into the very presence of God and you are holy and you are blameless as you stand firm before him without a sinful fault. But you must continue to believe his, this truth and stand in it firmly. Don't drift. And I would add, don't be uprooted by the pigs. Don't be deceived by those that would try to take you away from the gospel, saying that's crazy. Do you really believe there was a man that walked on the earth that was God? That's nuts. Are you insane? How, how could you believe in our world today with science the way that it is that our world had a de de designer, that there was an intelligent at all, that there was a God? We can show that we evolve. We can show that um, we can carbon date things and we can show that the age of the earth. And are you just insane to believe anything different? As a result, he's brought you into the very presence of God and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. None of those accusations about being insane are going to stand when you're standing in front of God in the heavenly thrones one day. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand in it firmly now. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. Amen. Amen. Stand firm, friends. Stand firm. Don't lay dormant. Be fruitful. Be planted deep in that spiritual bed. If you're dormant, wake up. Be rooted in God's love. Don't let those that have persuasive arguments come and get at you. And whoever you're around, mm, whoever you're around that are believers, Stay strong and rooted with them. Stay strong and rooted. My goal, Paul said in 
chapter 2, verse 2, we read, my goal is that they will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have full confidence because they have complete understanding of God's secret plan, which is Christ himself. Wow. I think strong ties of love. I think of the root system. There's an amazing root system connecting plant life and especially trees. If one tree starts to die, they signal through the root system to other trees. They're tiny little white fibers and they go all the way and they connect to other trees everywhere. And those trees will communicate their need for extra nutrition to other trees and they'll send. And at a certain point, if a tree is dying to the point of not being able to be revived by any of the nutrients, it sends it out. It sends it back through the root system. And then it sends itself out. As it begins to die, it sends the nutrients from itself to the other trees. Could you imagine if we cared for each other that much that we'd be willing to lay down our life? That we would love each other so much that we would nourish each other with the love of Jesus. So I know I, I'm talking about pigs this morning and that's just weird. <laughs> but when the Lord said, warn them and teach them, he showed me very clearly Colossians 1.28. So everywhere we go, we tell people about Christ. We warn them and teach them with all the wisdom God has given us. For we want to present them to God. Mature. Fully grown in their relationship to Christ. I want you to be fully grown today. Don't let yourself be awakened or woke by a false prophet with some sort of enlightening enlightenment from the world side of things. Please take it all back to Jesus. Take it back to scripture. Take it to the Christians that you know. Don't fight to be right and to be enlightened by the world and somehow a better Christian and Somehow allowing yourself to believe, as I once did, that you could improve on what God's doing. I didn't know that then, and I wouldn't have said it then, but I fell to some very liberal false prophets that simply tried to slowly have me believe with one doubt at a time that the Bible was not the word of God, fully kept safe for his people, word of God. Love note from a creator, word of God. That God didn't have the power to keep it as pure as it needs to be to get to me today. And what a shame that I ever believed that. It's one reason why I love my scriptures today. Now I see them as a very precious gift handed down to me and kept safe, not by people. People would have wrecked them a long time ago. 
but by the God that had them written. The very same God that had them written is the very same God that will continue to protect these words through the ages and those to come. And so today, if you're starting to have doubts about everything, let me tell you what a wise believer once told me. They said, Becky, you need to doubt your doubts more often and believe your beliefs. Father God, I pray for those listening today. If other people have put doubts in their minds about you, if other people have put doubts in their minds about your word, if other people have put doubts in their mind about the strength of salvation and the blood that washed over them the day they believed, help them to believe their beliefs today. Help them to believe their beliefs. Help them to doubt their doubts, Jesus. Help them to stay strong and firmly rooted in you. Let the sacrificial blood wash over them and be the nutrients that they need to grow today. To be the nutrients, the only nutrients that they need. To be tied to each other in love. Oh, Jesus. That they would be sharing that nutrients with others that they would be sharing with others about your blood and how it has washed them clean and has grounded them firmly so that no false prophet pig will come along and try to snout root them out. Jesus. That they will bud beautiful flowers with a sweet fragrance that would invite others to be grounded with them in your word. And would they produce the fruit today? The sweet fruits of your spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, God, for this time I have to share with my friends an encouraging word this morning, a warning, a teaching, words from you, Father. In your name I pray, Lord. Amen.